like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. I feel fortunate to be sharing with all you listeners a real gift of a singer-songwriter today for Song of the Soul. Her name is Pat Lamana, and her latest CD release is Full Circle. She's performed for quite some time with a folk trio, the Raggedy Crew, but it's her touching and funny and authentically folky songs that have grabbed my fancy and my heart. Pat Lamana joins us today from Poughkeepsie, New York. Pat, I'm really excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Well, thanks for having me. I became acquainted with you because of a mutual acquaintance who's part of the People's Music Network for Songs of Freedom and Struggle. What a mouthful. People's Music Network. What's your connection with that? What kind of group is that? Most of what we do is we have two gatherings a year. The first weekend in June, which is takes place in the Catskills in uh, the town of High Falls, New York. And the last weekend in January, which is a movable feast, it moves from city to city every year. So sometimes it's in New York or Boston. In 2013, it'll be in Springfield, Massachusetts. But it's been in Philadelphia. It's even been in Chicago. We share songs that relate to political progressive issues. So we try to encourage singer-songwriters and others to use music as a tool for political change and social change. So if somebody had some songs of regressive politics, they wouldn't be welcome? Well, you know, that's been discussed. Um, (laughs) It hasn't come up in reality, so I don't know. But we are basically a a politically progressive organization. I've been uh, part of the group since about 1999, and I'm currently on the steering committee. How big a group are we talking about? You know, I don't really know. There's probably And you're on the steering committee. And, and I'm on the steering know. committee. Well, I haven't been on the steering committee that long, but we have a rather large email list of probably hundreds. At any given gathering, we might have a couple hundred people. Have you been a political progressive a real long time? Is this how you were raised? Yeah, you could say I'm a red diaper baby, which is <laughs> uh, what they call people whose parents were communists or, or left-leaning. My parents actually were card-carrying members. My father was an editor of the Daily Worker. They did leave the party in the early 50s, but continued to be progressive and and want to make the world better. They just realized that communism was not the way to do it. So yes, they tell a story that when I was three years old, I was handing out flyers against the Korean War, and a, a lady tried to take them out of my hand saying, you don't even know what this is about. And I said, yes, I do. It's for peace. This is what my mother tells me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you could say that I, I have been doing this for a long time. Well, if communism isn't the way to change the world for good, I guess music is, though. That's what People's Music Network is all about, right? It, it certainly is one way. I don't think that the singing alone will do it, but the singing hopefully will motivate people to do what needs to be done. 
But we aspire, don't we? <laughs> What's your history with music? Well, when I was quite young, I, my parents sent me to a camp called Camp Woodlands in Phoenicia, New York, in the Catskills, where there was a lot of folk music. Pete Seeger came up for a week or two every year. They collected the local music of the Catskills, and there was just a lot of singing. So from a very early age, I was very exposed to folk music and just always loved it. Hung out in Washington Square Park on Sunday afternoons in the 60s, which was a wonderful experience. Everybody hung out there and just had jam sessions all around the big fountain in Washington Square. One day I was there, and I looked to my right, and Bob Dylan was standing right there. This was before he was really famous, but he was, you know, well-known enough in those days. Yeah, so I've, I picked up a guitar, probably I was about 13 and a half, also at Camp Woodland, I got my first guitar lessons. So that's been an ongoing joy in my life. And songwriting, too, I've been doing all my life, although I, I took a very long hiatus when I was raising my kids and just went back to it when my kids were grown. You know, it's too bad for the world that you took your long hiatus. I think we needed your energy in the folk music scene in the interim there. You put out a CD of your own, a solo CD, finally in 2009, called Full Circle. And you were performing along the way with a group called the Raggedy Crew. Were there other groups and other musical efforts you were part of in the interim? Well, in the 70s, before I started having kids, or at least it started before I started having kids. The man who became my husband and I started a coffee house in the Bronx. That was a great endeavor. And of course, I sang there, but I also had a lot of other great folk singers there who are still around, many of them, Rod McDonald, Lydia Adams Davis, John Goose. So a lot of these people, they're not nationally known, but they have pretty solid reputations in, in the folk field. And so, you know, I take a lot of pride in that. So from about, I guess, 78 to about 96, I pretty much raised kids and, and worked. And then 96, I think, was the first concert of the Raggedy Crew. So that was kind of when I got back into folk music. Well, listeners are going to want to know that they can hear a little bit of the music of the Raggedy Crew on your Full Circle CD. There's three tracks from Raggedy Crew there. Right. But mainly it's your efforts, and I think we need to hear some of them now so people can say, I need to get this CD and I need to hear this woman perform. Well, okay, that would be nice. I also just want to mention that the Raggedy Crew CD is also available. I guess what people will have to do is message me on Facebook because it's not available on CD Baby or any of those online outlets. But yes, I guess I was thinking the first one that I'd like you to play because I know as a Quaker you, you might be interested in this. I know Sally Campbell was interested in it. It's a, a song about a woman who called herself Peace Pilgrim who lived from 1908 to 1981. On January 1st, 1953, she kind of shed her identity, didn't use her name anymore, had no home, and started walking back and forth across the United States. And she did that until her death in 1981 and just talked to people about peace. She said there were three kinds of peace, peace among nations, peace between individuals, and the most important, inner peace. Because if you don't have inner peace, you can't achieve peace outside of yourself. So she was quite a remarkable woman. And when I first heard about her, I was moved to write this song. And one interesting story about the song is that there was a peace vigil that took place for quite a few years, starting in February 2003, just before the Iraq invasion, hoping that we could stave off that invasion, which, of course, we did not. But we continued to vigil 
until maybe about a year ago, every Saturday from 12 to 2. And sometimes Pete Seeger would come, and we would always, at 2 o'clock, stop and sing a couple of songs before we parted ways. And Pete heard this song, Peace Pilgrim, and he said, oh, you could write another verse to that song about how Peace Pilgrim is still alive today. And unfortunately, I had already made the CD, so I did write that verse, and I do sing it when I play the song now, but it's not on the CD. But anyway, if you'd like to play the song as it is on the CD, that would be lovely. So I will play Peace Pilgrim by Pat Lamana. If you want to hear that last verse, get a hold of her. You can do that via a few places. MySpace, she's out there as Pat, L-A, P-A-T-L-A. You can find her on Facebook, contact her. You can find her music on CD Baby. Look for Pat Lamana, and that has two N's in it. And in the meantime, it's about time to go traveling with Peace Pilgrim. Her name was Peace Pilgrim, her age was unknown. She carried no money and she had no home. She walked our land for 28 years to show us we can overcome our hatred and our fears. She said, I will walk until I'm given shelter. She said, I will fast. Until I'm given bread, I will remain a wanderer until mankind has learned the way of peace. Her message was simple, it's all been said before. We cannot learn peace while we're waging war. Good will conquer evil, truth will conquer lies. Love will conquer hatred If only we will try She said, I will walk Until I'm given shelter She said, I will fast Until I'm given bread I will remain a wanderer Until mankind has learned The way of peace She carried in her pockets Everything she owned Some nights she slept on pillows And some nights she slept on stones One day out on the highway She shed her robe of clay But the message that she carried Still lives on in us today She said, I will walk Until I'm given shelter She said, I will fast Until I'm given bread I will is deep within yourself then you can show the way to someone else when enough of us have learned to live in harmony the old ways will crumble and our love will set us free she said I will walk until I'm given shelter she said I will fast until given bread I will remain a wanderer until mankind has 
Peace Pilgrim by Pat Lamana, here today for Song of the Soul. If people want to learn more about Peace Pilgrim, they can go to peacepilgrim.org, and there's a lot of great information. Everything she wrote, actually she didn't write, her talks are put together in a book and in various pamphlets. There are videos and CDs that are all downloadable directly from that site. So I would urge people to learn more about her. And as you say in the song, she did travel, live extremely simply. What she had on her in her pockets was what she owned. I met her just a few months, actually, before she died. She was traveling through Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I was living at the time, and I got to meet her, fortunately, before the end of her travels. You said that as a Quaker, I'd be specifically interested in her. Peace Pilgrim, as far as I know, is completely ecumenical. She didn't have any religious, spiritual, particular identity. But you thought because of the peace, perhaps, that's why I'd be interested as a Quaker? Right, yes. And you know, I know she spoke at a lot of Quaker meetings. But yes, that's right. She, she did not have any affiliation, and that was quite deliberate on her part. And, and I think it was a very smart move on her part. Because I think that her message really does have universal appeal. But as I say, I think you know Quakers may resonate with it more because their religion is so specific about pacifism. Well, what about your religion? I think you affiliate with the UUs, right? Right, yeah. I'm a Unitarian Universalist. And, you know, I'm trying to remember now, they did come out with some kind of a statement regarding war, but I don't think that they were quite able to make a statement that pacifism is always the right answer. Well, you know, Quakers don't exactly say that either, you know, because being as non-doctrinaire as we are, even though we have this peace testimony, nobody's told what they have to do or believe. It's something we live into. So, you know, I don't think we're probably so different from the UUs in terms of our peace beliefs. We just sit silent more often. (laughs) The UUs don't sit silent much at all. (laughs) There's a joke that says that a UU died and went to a, a crossroads, and one sign pointed to heaven and the other sign pointed to a discussion group about heaven, and they went to the discussion group. <laughs> one of the songs that's on your CD that I'm pretty sure you're not planning on including today is the UU Blues. And <laughs> yes. I love that song. I, I People should get the CD, if only to listen to that one. It's <laughs> You do a good job of poking fun of the thing that's probably very dear to your heart, but you're, you see the reverse side of it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the first verse well, that, where you, you talk about going to your neighbor and then not having anything to say. Just... <laughs> well, that that's also a UU joke, something about crossing a Jehovah's Witness and a UU, somebody who walks around knocking on doors for no particular reason. <laughs> well, in Quakers, you know what we say, if you cross a, a Jehovah's Witness with a Quaker, what you get is someone who knocks on your door and then refuses to speak to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe we digress. So let's continue with your song of the soul. What's up next? Well, I guess I wanted to put in this song, The Two Towers. It's interesting because I don't really believe in God, but someone pointed out to me that I kind of refer to God from time to time. And in this song I do at the end, it was a song that I wrote roughly a year after the September 11th attack. I guess it just expresses my the feelings that I had about the attacks I tried to put into words, I guess the proper response or what I felt to be what the appropriate response would be to these attacks. Let's talk more about it after the song. It is a beautiful song. Sit down, folks. Listen to Pat Lamana sing her song, Two Towers. I built a tower in my heart 
and called my tower fear. I started when I was quite small and added more each year. And brick by brick, those walls became my prison and frontier. And love lay buried deep in the foundation. I built a tower in my heart and called my tower greed. Inside, I hoarded treasure far more than I'd ever need. And gazing from the ramparts, I could watch my brothers bleed. And love lay buried deep in the foundation. Then one bright September day, those towers came crashing down As poisoned arrows pierced my heart They crumpled to the ground Smoke and fire filled the air And death was all around And love lay buried deep beneath the I cursed my fate and mourned the tragedy Until I came to understand It all was meant to be Without those towers confining walls My spirit might fly free And love could come crawling from the from that space And where my towers had stood I built a garden in their place And God walked in my garden And I met him face to face And love bloomed in the flowers of my garden One of a number of songs from Pat Lamana's 2009 CD, Full Circle. It's called Two Towers. In the couple weeks that I've been listening to it, it's one that I've come to cherish. It's, it's really a beautiful song, and I want to thank you for it, Pat. Well, thank you. Do you talk in there about the two towers, fear and greed and love underneath the foundation and love coming up? I guess that's your personal experience, that love has been able to emerge because so many people are still locked in that fear and greed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when I write a song, it's about, in fact, usually, I guess, it's about something that I'm struggling with. So I wouldn't say that just because my song sounds like it has the answer, that means that I live that in my daily life. I try, but like everyone else, you know, I I struggle with fear and greed. But this is 
I guess, an idealized way of looking at how I would like to see the world and how it would be nice if other people saw the world as well, to not be locked up in that fear and greed. You mentioned earlier that you don't really believe in God. I guess that means you might falsely believe in God, but I will leave that question open. Uh, you don't really believe in God, but you, you mentioned about God walked in my garden, I met him face to face. So my question is, since this is part of your experience you're naming, what is that part of your experience that you're naming? I personally don't have the same conception of God as probably a large percentage of people in this country, and, and I use that word differently, although I do use it, but I define it my way, not their way. Right, and, and I don't usually use it in conversation, but I do use it in songs because I think that there is something that there really is no name for, and I think the closest that we can come to in naming it is using the word God, because God evokes this feeling, at least in me, when I hear the word of something that's just too big and too... Um, that that just there are no words for it. It's maybe the whole universe and the feeling that I get when I sit very still and meditate, and that I know others do too because they speak of it, even though it really can't be spoken of. Not everyone, when they say God, thinks of the God of the Old or New Testament or the Quran. Were you raised with some religious persuasion or dispersuasion? Well, culturally, I was raised in a Jewish household. But because my parents were communists, they believed that religion was the opiate of the people. And so they, they did not believe in God or, you know, the, the Old Testament or any of that. So, yeah, I guess you could say, I, I think my mother even told me once, we don't believe in God. In other words, you know, in this family, we don't believe in God. And I remember kind of feeling a little uneasy about that because I knew that a lot of my friends did believe in God. And I wasn't quite sure how to deal with the fact that, you know, I was, I was so different. But I, I kind of, I did deal with it, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't really make sense, which kind of does lead us to our next song, Stories, because at one point I was just feeling very angry at how some religions use the biblical stories and take them literally, and but not even so much take them literally, that's not even so much the problem, as use them as an excuse to hurt and exploit and persecute and kill other people. And so that's what my song Stories is about. God, fine, use the word God in the sense of the ineffable experience that somehow we all have, that there is something out there that's bigger than all of us. But don't make God into a person who has a vendetta against some other people who don't happen to be you. And let God give you an excuse to go around killing people. Long, long ago and far, far away A man took a bite of an apple they say he was living in eden a beautiful life till he was corrupted by his evil wife and with that all humanity fell oh the stories we tell myths and legends and lies we tell ourselves stories and then we believe them and millions of innocents die. We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them and millions of innocents die. Long, long ago and far, far away we were slaves unto Pharaoh in Egypt, they say. 
But the Lord brought us forth with his outstretched hand And led us through desert into Canaan land Which he gave us forever to dwell Oh, the stories we tell Myths and legends and lies We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them And millions of innocents die We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them And millions of innocents die Long, long ago and far, far away A virgin gave birth to a baby, they say He was nailed to the cross so that we'll never die And all who believe straight to heaven will fly And the rest will be cast into hell Oh, the stories we tell Myths and legends and lies We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them And millions of innocents die We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them And millions of innocents die Long, long ago and far, far away Allah appeared to Mohammed, they say The words that he spoke became the Quran Now they must be the law of each true Muslim land To protect us from the infidel Oh, the stories we tell Myths and legends and lies We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them And millions of innocents die We tell ourselves stories and then we believe them And millions of innocents die Long, long ago and far, far away A pinpoint of matter exploded, they say It formed gaseous clouds and comets and stars And all manner of life on this planet of ours and perhaps on some others as well we need new stories to tell I wonder how long it will take can we sit down together and talk with each other for all the dear innocent's sake Can we sit down together and talk with each other for all the dear innocent's sake? You're listening to Song of the Soul, another gem from Pat Lamana. It's called Stories, and it's from her Full Circle CD. She's here with us as our guest for this Northern Spirit Radio production. 
And our website is northernspiritradio.org. On the site, you'll find seven years of archives. You can listen to, download, play all of the programs of the past seven years. You'll also find links to our guests. And so you want to go there and find a link to Pat Lamana. You can go out to CD Baby, and if you know how to spell her name properly, you'll find her music, and you'll find a way to get her CD full circle. And you'll just find many other riches. Again, there's links to her on MySpace there. She's P-A-T-L-A. All of that you can again find by just coming to nordenspiritradio.org. We always need your donations, and we love to have your comments. All of that's available on the website. Please help make our communication two-way. Well, the song, again, that's another one of your real gems. It's just a beautiful song. You know, there's part of me which is just cheering for you as you call out these ways that these stories have been used to harm people in the Garden of Eden or... You know, Israel owns the land and everybody else gets to get kicked out or, you know, anybody who doesn't believe in Jesus is going to hell or if it's not the Muslim way, it's the infidel and get rid of them. And it's, it's so sad. Of course, then you end, though, with the Big Bang story, which is a new story that maybe is more uniting than these other stories. So I'm kind of with you, but then part of me says, well, you, all you're calling out is the negative side of these stories. Of course, each of these stories has... I guess we think of the anti-slavery movement, the story that you quote about Israel being led out into Canaan, being the promised land. I mean, that was part of the anti-slavery movement in this country. So it was real inspirational and, and offered a gleam of hope to people in oppression in this country. So, you know, every story can have its pro or cons, and I happen to agree with you on all the negative sides of the ones that you called out. Right, and and I guess, I mean, the song can probably be interpreted different ways, and sometimes I myself interpret it different ways, depending on what mood I'm in. Am I saying that all the stories in the Bible are myths and legends and lies, and we should throw them all out, or am I saying just be careful how you interpret those stories? I don't know. You know, people can interpret it either way, whatever they want to do. I think at least in the past couple decades, many UU members, many Unitarian Universalists, might have described their personal religious orientation as secular humanist. I don't know if that fits at all for you. Is that one that comes at all close to what you might personally think or feel? Yes. Um, The thing about Unitarian Universalism, which I love, is that you can follow a number of different paths all at the same time, and you don't have to put yourself in a box. So yes, I feel very close to the secular humanist ideal. When when I was a kid, actually, I was a member of a youth group that was sponsored by the Ethical Culture Society. And I I felt comfortable with them, but somehow I didn't feel they were inclusive enough because they were specifically secular humanist. As a UU, I've explored Zen. I've explored paganism. I still think about my Jewish roots from time to time. So I feel like I have more freedom to look into various forms of spirituality, and not have to subscribe to any one of them, not have to say, yes, I'm a secular humanist, or I'm a Zen Buddhist, or any one of those things. I'm a UU, which means I can be any and all of them. The other thing I was going to say about that also, what you were talking about, the new theology or whatever, that's very much a UU thing also, and we had a couple come to our UU, we don't call it a church, our fellowship, and present this idea that rather than worship you know, a a deity of any kind, you know, how about showing reverence for evolution and for, you know, the the true creation story, as it were, from the Big Bang and the formation of planets and life and so forth, 
And that does appeal to me, except that you have to be careful, I think, because it is science, and science can be disproven at any time. And if tomorrow they suddenly found out, oh, wait a minute, we were all wrong about evolution, it actually happened a completely different way, or we were all wrong about the Big Bang, it's actually a whole different set of circumstances that started the universe, we can't start worshipping the concept of Big Bang because Big Bang is only science. It's only something that we've learned about through actual experimentation. And those experiments could be overthrown at some point, and, and it, we could turn out to be wrong. So I, I wouldn't want to see anybody wedded to the scientific discoveries any more than they should be wedded to the myths and legends and lies that were previously around. I have another song that relates to evolution, kind of celebrating the idea of science as being something to be in awe of and to realize that scientific discoveries are as awe-inspiring, if not more awe-inspiring, than the stories that the ancients told us. So that song is called The Good Ship Eagle. This probably would be an appropriate time to play that. Well, not until we make sure people know what the Good Ship Beagle is about. I mean, not everybody knows who rode on the Good Ship Beagle. Okay, I guess I'm taking some things for granted. That's right. The Ship Beagle was the ship on which Charles Darwin made his first exploration and brought home thousands of specimens, and it was the impetus for his coming up with the idea of evolution. And I do call it the HMS Beagle, and someone pointed out to me that HMS was a title that was reserved for ships that belonged to the British Navy, and the Beagle did not, so HMS Beagle is probably incorrect, but it scans so nicely, so there it is. <laughs> oh, well, let's go for a trip with Pat Lamana on the good ship Beagle. Oh, take me sailing on the good ship HMS Beagle. Show me the sea from whence I came. And if I'm sister to an ape Or cousin to an eagle That's a legacy that I'd be proud to claim Like most of you I was born stark naked And railing at a world I didn't choose Like most mammals I thought it best To dine at my mother's breast that's why I'm befuddled and bemused That there are folks who still just can't accept it That we're all kin to the lizard, ant, and whale When we've got organs, blood, and bones Muscles, nerves, and chromosomes And in the womb we even had a tail So take me HMS Beagle Show me the sea from whence I came And if I'm sister to an ape Or cousin to an eagle That's a legacy that I'd be proud to claim I've heard that long, long ago and far away This old universe got started with a bang as atoms hurtled through the sky, planets formed and you and I showed up the other day and joined the gang. It's a story I'll be telling to my grandkids. There could be molecules of Socrates in me. 
Tumbling down across the ages Into rocks and trees and sages Recycling for all eternity So take me sailing on the spaceship Telescope Hubble Show me the stars from whence I came And if you say I'm just a speck Of discarded cosmic rubble That's a legacy that I'd be proud to claim Now in my skin It sometimes feels quite lonesome And I'm often scared that you might do me harm But from an atom's point of view There is no me, there is no you Just a whirling blur of energy and form It's all about the process, not the product That's why I'm hopeful that someday we'll resolve To end all fighting, hate and war We don't need them anymore Can we all just get together and evolve? HMS Beagle Show me the sea from whence I came And if I'm sister to an ape Or cousin to an eagle That's a legacy that I'd be proud to claim Oh, that's a legacy that I'd be proud to claim Good Ship Beagle by Pat Lamana. She's here with us as our guest, sharing her song of the soul. Last one being Good Ship Beagle. And it was a good ship, and it did move us forward. It has helped produce a change in consciousness, I think, that has helped continue to move us forward. Unfortunately, it's also become a symbol of battle between different views of culture. Right. Well, I also should mention that the title song of the album Full Circle is about how in 2005 I first went to a songwriting camp at a place called the Ashokan Center in the Catskills. I went because I wanted to learn more about songwriting, but also because it was in the Catskills and it was really kind of just down the road from Camp Woodland, which I spoke about, which I went to as a girl. And I just want to put in a plug for Summer Songs. People's Music Network is a great organization, so people should go to peoplesmusic.org and learn more about that. But also summersongs.org, another great organization which promotes songwriting. They also have workshops in performance and guitar and dulcimer. It's just a wonderful, wonderful community. And actually this next song, Gather in the Warmth, was kind of inspired by something that went on at Summer Songs. We have an email list, and on the email list, somebody posted something about Christmas and the use of Merry Christmas versus the use of Happy Holidays. And so somebody put up a challenge and said, why doesn't everybody write a song about the holidays and about whether you should say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? So I took them up on that, and I wrote this song, Gather in the Warmth, which I wonder if you could play, Mark. I certainly can. It is Gather in the Warmth by Pat Lamana. Gather in the warmth, gather in the light, gather in the glow of the fireside bright. Sing a song of courage through the long cold night, and gather in the warmth. 
the year grows old and weary and the days are short and cold, we yearn for the comfort of the hearth with gifts and prayers and music and with stories of old. We turn from the cold and the dark. Gather in the warmth, gather in the light, gather in the glow of the fireside bright. Sing a song of courage through the long cold night, and gather in the warmth and the light. We dress up in our finest, we decorate our homes, prepare a table laden with delights. Welcome in the children from wherever they have roamed, and gather in the warmth and the light. Gather in the warmth, gather in the light, gather in the glow of the fireside bright. Sing a song of courage through the long cold night And gather in the warmth and the light Some may call it Christmas or Hanukkah or Yule Who's to say if one of them is right? By whatever name you call it, it's an ancient ritual To gather in the warmth and the light Gather in the warmth, gather in the light, gather in the glow of the fireside bright. Sing a song of courage through the long cold night, and gather in the warmth and the light. Sing a song of courage through the long cold night, and gather in the warmth and the light. wonderful idea, particularly in the midst of winter, to gather in the warmth and the light. Of course, in the midst of summer, that's not quite as appealing when the temperature is topping at 90 and 100. I didn't want to gather in the warmth. Where's the air conditioning? I was going to say gather in the air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, I hear that in Arizona generally, there have been days of over 100 degree weather, like day after day after day. We probably have climate change to thank for that. Specifically for you, how have you celebrated that holiday season, if at all, over the years? Uh, a lot of people who aren't particularly religious in other ways will connect with the solstice. Right. Well, I, I, because I come from a Jewish background and I married a Catholic, I celebrate Hanukkah and, or I did for many years anyway, celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. The solstice I personally don't celebrate that much. If I have a friend who's having a solstice party, I'll be more than happy to go, but I don't have them myself. But when my children were young, we used to light the menorah at Hanukkah, and then we also had a Christmas tree. You know, So we celebrated everything. We celebrated both Easter and Passover also. Well, that's great. You can validate everybody's story, but not mutually exclusively. I think that's one of the things, people who cherish a story, who then get into, this is the only story. That's where the, the rub really comes in. Right, and that's really what my song Stories is about. Although, as I say, when I'm in some moods, I just want to just throw out the whole Bible, both the good and the bad stories. Have you lived in New York all of your life? 
I grew up in New York City and moved up to the Poughkeepsie area in 1987 and have been living there ever since. And I, I just love the Mid-Hudson Valley, so I'm very happy living here. I'd been to Poughkeepsie once. I mentioned this to you some time ago when we were speaking. I was doing a, what, part of my Quaker folk dance group that I travel with. We were dancing at the Poughkeepsie meeting, and this is in the 1990s, early end of that an older gentleman who was part of the Quaker meeting there told me that Pete Seeger, when his kids were little, I think back in the 1950s or something, he would bring his kids and drop them off for the Quaker Sunday school, what we call first day school. He'd drop them off. He wouldn't necessarily go to meeting, but at least he figured that maybe Quakers were the least offensive of people to leave his kids with. <laughs> Well, he has a funny story. He has a song that's a fairly new song, a couple of years old. Every other line is, God's counting on me, God's counting on you. That's how the song goes. When we look and we see things are not what they should be, God's counting on me, God's counting on you. So he says he sang that song at the Riverdale Ethical Society School. And he thought that was very funny because apparently his mother's mother sent his mother to that school specifically because she didn't want her daughter to be hearing the word God all the time. And now here he was singing that song where the word God comes in every other line <laughs> at that school. But um, he he had told me at one time that I think his grandfather or great-grandfather had been a Unitarian and an abolitionist. So he was very proud of that. And I think he did at some point join the Unitarian Universalist Church down on 35th Street in New York, the uh, community church. But, yeah, maybe he just didn't have time to sit in a Quaker meeting. <laughs> I don't think he would be ideologically opposed to it. Well, I think that he's comfortable a lot of places. He's got a lot of wonderful songs across the spectrum. But I think, like Peace Pilgrim, he doesn't want to be nailed down too much. And being a you, you don't have to be nailed down too much either. So yeah, that's, that's good for him. But he never, he never kind of advertised that his being part of a UU just like he never advertised having been a communist, but I think that at one time he was. But he also might not have ever joined the party for that same reason, because he doesn't want to be nailed down to one particular viewpoint. Well, time's winding down here. Let's do one more song for your Song of the Soul. How do you want to end it up, Pat? Well, this is kind of Pat Lamana's greatest hit. It's called We Will Survive. It was inspired because I came home from a gathering of People's Music Network in January of 2009 to find that my home had been broken into. It was a real blow, but I kind of got very philosophical about it, and so this song came out of that. Philosophy can be useful. Mm -hmm. In the song, you've got the part, you know, your shock at your computer being stolen, your brain's external drive having the necklaces and other jewelry taken, all of that. In the chorus, what you say that none of us gets out of this world alive, uh, we're all doomed to die alone, but we will survive. What do you mean by that, uh, we will survive? Yeah, that's a really good question. It, the words just kind of came to me, and I usually try to have my words have some kind of literal meaning as well as metaphorical meaning, but I know that on a literal level, it doesn't make sense. But I think what I mean is we the human race, the species, all of us, we will survive, even though each one of us individually will die, meaning all of us. And even that literally may not be true because eventually the whole human race will probably disappear. But somehow we, the life force, I don't know, it's really more of a feeling than something that can be put into words, kind of like God. And that's exactly what I was thinking, Pat, that this sense of the something bigger that we are part of, 
and when we get thinking of ourselves as this individual self, just me as opposed to us or the existence, we're somehow putting our own story on the universe. And there is a story which we can feel in our depths, which I think you expressed the song so well, the we will survive. Yeah, I think that, that you've, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful song. Oh, thank you. We'll close out today's Song of the Soul with a really a, a greatest hit, as you say, Pat, by Pat Lamana. It's called We Will Survive. Thanks for joining us for Song of the Soul, Pat. Well, thank you. I pulled into my driveway to find my door wide open. I jumped into the hallway. The door frame had been broken. I ran into the bedroom. My laptop had been stolen. I picked up the phone and dialed 911. At least my weekend had been fun. I hope they liked my laptop, my brain's external hard drive. It contained every detail of my complicated life the minutes of the meetings the family photographs the lyrics and the chords to all my songs I've been meaning to back up for so long none of us walk safely through this world none of us gets out of here alive each of us is doomed to die alone, but we Like the string of cultured pearls My daddy gave me when I was a little girl But I haven't even told you The most dreadful part of all My little cat could not be found She didn't heed my call I figured in her terror She dashed through the open door And I pictured her not knowing where to go All alone and frozen in the snow None of us walk safely through this world None of us gets out of here alive Each of us is doomed to die and polite He dusted four fingerprints just like on CSI A friend came by and fixed the door so I could sleep that night We were drinking tea and having a nice chat 
When up the basement stairs here comes the cat They can take away my laptop They can take my golden chains But the memories that matter Are the ones that still remain I don't need stuff to remember All my joys and all my pains Consumer goods can always be replaced But save receipts and backup data Just in case None of us walk safely through this world None of us gets out of here alive Each of us is doomed to die alone But we Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song